Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. trying to put me down Lying every step of the way Saying that my faith is unsound Telling me be careful what you say But I believe that I receive my help That prayer of faith was prayed for me I believe that when I heard amen That to me resounded victory I am healed I am healed I am whole I am whole From the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes First Peter 2.24 says we were And if we were, then I am I hold fast to that which I confess Satan, sin and sickness has to flee Cause I'm tired of being sick and tired Of wicked powers and principalities I praise God for Jesus and the cross Of His completed work at Calvary And because He paid the total cost I can sing a song of victory I am healed I am am whole From the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes First Peter 2.24 says we were, and if we were, then I am. I am healed, I am whole, from the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. I am healed, I am healed, I am whole, from the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. Isaiah 53, 5 says we are, and if we are, then I am. I am healed, I am whole, from the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. From the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. This is the Hour of Anointing. I'm David Ingalls. You know, faith begins where the will of God is known. 
and many people believe that God sometimes heals the sick, and but they have no personal knowledge of Jesus as an indwelling healer. The people sometimes know nothing about the many facts which prove that physical health is a part of salvation. The Word of God, the Bible, reveals the will of God in regard to the healing of the human body as clearly as it shows or reveals God's will regarding being saved, the regeneration of the Spirit. God doesn't need to give any special revelation of His will when He has plainly given His revealed will in the Bible, His Word. He has promised to heal. God's promises to heal are as much a revelation of His will to heal as His promises to save are revelation of His will to save. A careful study of the Scriptures by an unprejudiced person shows clearly that God is both the Savior and the healer of His people. That's always His will to save. It's always His will to heal all those who believe on Him. And in evidence of this, we present some facts about divine healing on this hour of anointing today. Sickness is no more natural than sin is natural. God made all things very good. It, uh, the Word of God tells us in Genesis 1 and, and verse 31. Therefore, we should not look for the remedy of sin or sickness in the natural, but look for this remedy from God who created us happy. He created us strong and healthy in order to fellowship with Him. Both sin and sickness came into the world through the fall of the human race, through the fall of Adam. Therefore, we must look for the healing of both in the Savior and, and to Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. We must look to him for saving and for healing. When God called uh, the children of, of Israel out of Egypt, he made a covenant of healing uh, we read about it, Exodus 15, verses 26, and of course then 23, 25. Throughout uh, the history of the Israelites, we find them in sickness, in pestilence, turning to God, then in repentance and confession, and always when their sins were forgiven, their sicknesses were healed, their bodies were healed. God healed those who were bitten by the fiery serpents as they looked at a brazen serpent lifted up on a pole which is a type of Calvary. Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, that is for the same purpose, must the Son of Man be lifted up. The people cried to God then. He heard their cry. He provided a remedy. The serpent lifted up. Those who cry to God today discover that God has heard their cry. He has provided a remedy, the healing word, and Christ lifted up. The remedy was for everyone that is bitten, uh, by, was bitten then, and then this remedy of calling out to God, whoever believes today, it is for us today. In their remedy, they receive both forgiveness for their sins and healing for their bodies. In Christ, you and I, we receive both forgiveness for our sins and healing for our sick body. We are not to look to the symptoms of our sins and diseases today, but our remedy, Christ. There's only one condition for receiving the remedy, believing. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Now, this is the promise to all today without exception. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All that he ever was and all that he ever did, he's still doing today. 
he says, I change not. As the Israelites, there was a curse upon them. It was removed by the lifting up of this type of Christ, the, cur uh, the, uh, the serpent on the pole. Uh, then our curse is certainly removed and broken by Christ himself on the cross. Galatians 3.13. It says that Christ has become a curse for us. The type of Christ could not mean more then to those Israelites than Christ means to us today. Surely they, though only a type of Christ, could not receive more blessings than we can receive today through Christ himself. It is God's will to heal. God promises protection for our bodies. He promises protection for our spirits. If we live in him, Psalm 91, it says that he will give his angels charge over us. We'll be borne up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. In the New Testament, John wishes above all things that we may prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers, 3 John 2. Both scriptures show that God's will is that we be as healthy in our bodies as we are in our recreated spirits. It is never God's will for our spirits to be sick. It is never God's will for our bodies to be sick. Remember, faith begins where the will of God is known. Asa died in his sickness because he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. While Hezekiah lived because he sought not to the physicians, but to the Lord. The removal of our diseases is included in Christ's redemptive work, along with the removal of our sins. The word bore implies substitution, suffering for, not sympathy, but suffering with. If Christ was, has borne our sicknesses, why should we bear them? Christ fulfilled Isaiah's words as he had prophesied. He healed all that were sick. Matthew 8, verses 16 and 17. Sickness is revealed as coming directly from Satan. So Satan went forth and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to his crown. Job maintained steadfast faith as he cried out to God for deliverance, and he was healed. It is written, Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Jesus went about doing good. He healed all, for God was with him. This scripture shows that sickness is Satan's oppression, and it shows that God's will is that we be delivered. We are told the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Sickness is a part of Satan's works. Christ, in his earthly ministry, always treated sin, always treated diseases and devils the very same way. They were all hateful in his sight. He rebuked them all, and Jesus was manifested to destroy them all. Jesus does not want the works of the devil to continue in your physical body. He was manifested to destroy them. He does not want a cancer, a plague, a curse, the works of the devil to exist in his own members. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Jesus said, the Son of Man is not come to destroy human lives, but to save them. Sickness destroys, therefore it is not from God. Christ came to save us. The Greek word sozo means to deliver us, to save, to preserve us to heal us, to give us life, to make us whole, but never to destroy us. Jesus said, the thief in John 10, 10, the thief speaking of Satan, comes not before these reasons, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he goes ahead to say, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 
We are promised the life of Jesus in our mortal flesh. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 10 and 11. We are taught that the Spirit's work is to quicken our mortal bodies in this life. Satan's work is to kill. Christ's work is to give life. Satan is bad. God is good. And he wants to do good things for you. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment and let me know. One way is through a quick email. Click on Contact Us when you visit our website, diministries.org. While there, you can check out the various ministry products that I talk about each day. Here's my announcer to tell you more. To order David Engel's products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Jesus.